Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. We are here and ready to take your calls. 914-338-0164 is our call-in number. Press 1 if you'd like to speak to us. And, of course, we would love it if you joined us on Facebook and on Twitter. Those accounts are linked on our blog talk radio. Oh, sorry, it's called X, not Twitter going to take my brain a while to remember that it's been Twitter for so many years so X is what it's called follow us on X follow us on Facebook and you uh, can also join us right here on blog talk radio radio (laughs) radio I'm feminizing radio with an a what do you think of that it's very interesting (laughs) You're such a jerk. You really, really are. <laughs> well, you so do you. You and your language etymology. I'm an Oxford educated man. That's right. Yeah, you do that. You're an Oxford educated woman. I'm an Oxford educated man. Oxford educated, right. You wish. Well. Don't go sh- shutting down any uh, cash registers, you know. Okay. Are we all together? Okay. Bring on. We're bringing on Dion. 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 The wanderer. The wanderer. The wanderer. I don't want to be a wanderer. I want to find a decent pen. Where? Oh. oh so- there we go. Famous French novel called The Wanderer. Um, so it's just not a Dion song. Yeah, and that was Dion, D-I-O-N. I learned that in Oxford, too. <laughs> right. So that's a new one. I didn't know there was a song that said Dion, The Wanderer. Because that's actually what I'm doing right now is wandering around. Well, the song doesn't say Dion, The Wanderer. The song is by Dion, and it's called The Wanderer. You've heard it. You've heard it. Run around soon, the wanderer. Yep. Yeah. Well, the wanderer, I wander around, 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 around. It's you know, I think Run Around Sue's a better song, don't you? I mean, I know that's what I'm doing right now. I don't Run know Around Sue's a better song. Wanderer. Wanderer's kind of annoying. Run Around Sue's better. Um. Anyway, okay. Enough about fifties music. Um. So we just texted back and forth. The house. First of all. I just want to point out the housing authority is the ones that do the inspection of Crowd Square. What Crowd Square 
they don't inspect their own apartment. The housing authority has to make sure it complies with the voucher rules. Well, it's any it's any apartment, any housing authority, anybody who's using the housing choice voucher, they have to have it inspected. That's why right. a lot of so, people may or may not want to even participate in the program because the government has to inspect the unit to make sure that it'll pass right. so they'll right. pay but, for it. Right, but that's beside the point. What we were discussing was who is responsible here? Because on on when whatever day it was this week, Monday, I reached Michelle in the office. Michelle, then we conferenced you in the call. I don't. What day was that? It doesn't matter what day it was, but we all. It was on Monday. It was on Monday. So then, that that motivated her, the supervisor, to contact Crow Square Apartments and try to coordinate with Jesse who manages the apartments, and get an inspection set up for Wednesday. That's Michelle's inspector. It's not Jesse's inspector. All Jesse needs to say is, yes, I'm available. No, I'm not available. But what Jesse right. did... Right, they never responded. Well, she responded about a security deposit. She didn't mention it. And unfortunately, in that, in that email communication yesterday, when you had her... You didn't say, Jesse, what's going on with the inspection? Michelle emailed you. Now I can't go through to anyone at the housing authority. It's like all their lines are shut down. Every because extension. that's basically how they run. Is like they're not. They're. I've never seen anything like it. Like nobody's in the office. You can't get a hold of anybody. You know. I mean, it's just kind of like they're very guarded, which I understand, but like well. It I mean, just puts us at a disadvantage right off the bat when they're not even open five days a week. Well, they're and saying they're like five workers. days Monday through Thursday, right? But today's Wednesday, and they should be open. So let's like, let's like, let's 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 simplify this conversation because we need to accomplish. We need to accomplish a few goals in the call within a short period of time. So, okay. That's it. That's reached, what's going on. You've reached, so you're waiting basically. That's it. For a response. And you can't reach Michelle. She, Michelle is not responded to you by email. I emailed her and I called her before I called into your show. What's her extension? Just text it to me. I sent, I, you, I sent you her phone number, her direct number. Okay. I texted her so know. you could call. Uh, reception is not answering the phone. So, like, I go to press two, and it just goes straight to voicemail. So I don't know so if my last, my last email to her was that I've completed all the paperwork on my end, and now I need to know how to move forward with, was the, I asked, was the inspection done? How did it turn out? If it was, can someone update me? Okay. Because they could be so, working on it. We don't know. Well, I mean, right now, the inspection is supposed to be taking place right now. And no one ever, I mean, Michelle dropped the ball. So she's, you know, stepping in like she's Sir Galahad and trying to take over the, you know, and saying, well, you know, I'm going to get this done. And she didn't. She didn't follow through with Jesse. She just waited for Jesse to respond. Jesse didn't respond to her because you would have been, 
you would have been included in that email and there's she, she didn't follow up with you yesterday so you're still left hanging out to dry which pisses me off honestly and right, so because i can't get going on my medicaid or my food benefits without it so i can go there i need the address right i need the address i mean i can use the department of human services for the address but i'm conserving on my gas right now and yeah. so the next time i go to the housing authority i can pick up my paperwork for that but it's just the fact that like my health is suffering and like my ankles are so swollen from sleeping in the car and it's like it's just not healthy i have a voucher and like i should be able to just use it not be living out of my car not bumming showers off of people you get what i'm saying yeah i know the church I'm so tired of the people saying, ask the church, ask the church. The church, so just so for the record, Catholic Charities doesn't help you with that. Only burial costs, funeral costs, or food. That's it. So they won't maybe take me into bury, a shelter because I have should, an animal. Maybe you should bury yourself alive and then get some money from that, crawl out, and you get some funds. So, okay, so that so this is this is what we're facing. So now we know. Where where it's at, I'm going to continue to try to call um, Michelle, and I will leave her a voicemail. I don't know if you want me to call the person at Excel Property Management that's the director or not. You said let's wait. Okay, after your show, if you could call and find out if we haven't heard anything back. Because maybe the apartments aren't being inspected because they also didn't have a maintenance person. It sounds like this apartment complex has a I lot know. of issues yeah. right off the bat. It's a joke. But it would stop the bleeding on, on some of my housing costs okay, and draining so other people. If I if I call if I have the voucher for almost two months, why am I living I on my car? I know. It's ridiculous. So we know it's ridiculous and it's a pain. We're trying to get through it. At least we've made some headway on Monday, we thought, and and hopefully that will continue. Regarding Cupid I'm going to ask you a question about Cupid. Has Cupid ever had like a metal um, name tag with like a bone on it? Or I mean, it made out of like a bone shape with his name. I mean, he, not with his name, but he, he has a, he's had those. Yeah. He's got a he's Cupid. Had, he's got the actual angel Cupid on his, um, on his leash. It's he's actually an angel, the angel Cupid. He has an angel yeah. cube in his leash. Any any tags with a bone shape? Ever? He made of when he was a baby, but not with his name on it. No. Okay, not with his name on it, and maybe when his baby, because I was seeing that because you know the other part of it is trying to work on the dog because the dog given been given a certain life expectancy, which is within the normal life expectancy of a Yorkshire Terrier, but we want to prolong Cupid's life as much as we can yeah. with him being comfortable, not him being, you know, suffering. Actually, Cupid, Cupid isn't an angel. Cupid is more a myth. I, right. It, it, he has wings. He's got a little bow and arrow. He's kind of like the nymph of love, but not an angel. Yeah, um, Cupid, I should have pointed that out. But that doesn't matter. Just, we don't want to give... Cupid, too much credit here. But your dog... Um, He's just a matchmaker. I, I, I think what you have to do is make sure your dog uh, goes to the bathroom regularly and uh, okay. hydrated. 
I'm concerned about the kidneys. But right. we're going we're gonna to put out uh, energy that maybe by Thursday, tomorrow or Friday, this might be inspected and resolved. Right. But that's putting out energy. It's not a prediction. Okay. But, but uh, uh, what was I going to say about Cupid? The pee pads. I don't know if you can get those for the car. I put but them I out. Great. I put them out. Did he use them? No. <laughs> but we well, went frequently. But we still have them for backup. He did throw up this morning, though. He what? Cupid threw up this morning. Oh, no. Well, is that common? Is it, was it after he ate? With the kidney disease. Oh. The kidney disease. I see. Well, so sure I had have... a half a nausea pill, and right now Mar- um, Marty, the dog sitter, let us come over here so he could have air conditioning, and I made his food, and I got him the kibble and put the throw pill and the vomit pill in there. <laughs> and I'm well, waiting to be back from the Humane Society. They put they put him on a kibble diet with mixed. Is it wet and and kibble? Yeah. Yeah. Because he needs it for his teeth. Okay, we'll put out energy for you and Cupid. Um, our goal is to maybe get this inspected Thursday. Because it's Thursday, not happening today. Um, just make sure Cupid has a lot of water. And if you see Cupid panting, uh, put some water on, on his nose and in his mouth, a little bit on his head. And a little bit on okay. his tummy. And his tummy. Those are cooling areas for the uh, dog. Are you trying to, to 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 make Cupid do the sign of the cross? No, trying to <laughs> like right. Holy water. Okay, Dion. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, I have to post the rest of our posts here. But we were talking well, about spiritual. What were we going to talk about? Were we going to talk about psychic development or not? Did you want to talk about something else? Where we're talking about also. Uh, no, it wasn't on the last show. Talking about what we talked about a couple nights ago. What? About psychic development and you know, each person's capacity for developing psychically and you know if uh, the, the you know conversation I was having with uh, another listener about about there she is about uh, developing being able to communicate with spirits who there who is the, the listener I was discussing this with I'm oh. um, in the chat. Our show just showed up on Blog Talk Radio, probably because we started late. If we do have callers, if not, that is why. Okay, well, hopefully we will get some callers. But remember, we were discussing, you know, whether you can take class and learn to communicate oh. with spirits. That's what we had planned to talk about on the show. You forgot. Yeah, I mean, you can take a crash course in anything. But, I mean, you could learn some basics. But... Uh, if you if you're not gifted from birth or childhood, 
learning learning to be a psychic, you can learn some psychic, you can learn some skills and some maneuvers, um, but it, it what it does is that you, I mean, first of all, you have to kind of develop your third eye. That just doesn't take two courses. That's a lifetime of energy. And right, even you have if to you learn come how to in, balance and how to extend your third ear. And, even if you come in with those abilities being very prominent, acute. You have to develop it. It's just like anything. There's a lot of talented young people, but if they don't develop their talent, then they just stay, you know, in in that one. You know, I see these ch- 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 like you know children pianists that they put on on television, and they say, "Oh wow, isn't this child amazing?" And the child, there. I mean, there's. There's obviously talent, no question, and exceeding what would be considered normal for that person's age, that child's age. But on the other hand, (laughs) oftentimes there's like a sloppy technique, you know, all kinds of different problems going on because, you know, their parents probably want to showcase them and so on and so forth. So what I'm stating is this: the child is obviously exceptionally talented and has a facility beyond his years in being able to, you know, wow someone by 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 having some command of the keyboard. But if it stays at that level, it's never going to develop into anything great. It just won't. Well, so well the same you know, theory applies. In defense, we all, we all have an instinct. We all, you know, people have hunches, people have intuition. Right. Uh, that's not exactly, being a psychic is a whole different floor. Can we have hunches? Can we be intuitive? Can we have a feeling about something or a vibe? Can we even have a premonition? Or can we even make a prediction? Yeah, but that's all under the um, canopy of instinctual energy. Being a psychic is 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 beyond that. It's not so. In other words, somebody can not. Somebody can have a knack for the piano and fiddle around the keys and come up with improvisational music. Maybe they can't read music, but that's different than being a trained classical pianist. Yeah, but I mean, even in trained classical pianists, you've got levels of trained classical pianists. I mean, you know, you get someone who can play, you know, Bach minuet, and that's as far as they go. They drop it and decide to do sports. Or you get people that, like, you know, develop it throughout their, you know, years and and learn a variety of music, chamber music, concerti. There's all kinds of... Right, to be a psychic. She's saying, I doubt any psychic or medium aspires to be the best in the world. But that's not the point. I mean, I doubt every pianist or violinist decides to aspires to be the or the writer aspires to be the best in the world. But we're talking about developing yeah. a talent to it's a, about a level that is effective. And there are a lot of people that call themselves mediums and psychics that are going based off maybe some intuition that was inborn. I was saying to you a bit, was it to you or it may have been to 
it may have been to you or may have been to Jennifer, but I was making a statement that a businessman, a great businessman is going to have a strong intuition about, about, about which business deals to get into. That has nothing to do with being psychic, nothing. So well, you can I be greatly it's intuitive. It's a, it's a developmental stage. Right. Um, that, that is above and beyond um, the, the, the somewhat instinctual or innate quality of having hunches or premonitions or feeling something or saying something. <laughs> a psychic, it takes years and years and years of credible, reliable, consistent accuracy mm-hmm. that, that you just can't establish in a month or a, even a year. It takes years to establish an accurate level of being a psychic. I'm in my 70s, and, I, and I've been a psychic since I was four or five, but I didn't even start to, to even professionally be one until about 13 years later. And that was still a lot of training. But it's just not my unique case. It is, it, it is like anything in life. You can't snap your fingers and be a lawyer, and you can't practice law without a license. And it takes years to develop this training so that your connections are sound. But that's like saying, you know, my kid is very talented in football, so I'm going to put him, I'm going to audition him for the Rams now and have him play with the big boys. He'll be slaughtered. It, it's not even, it, it's a matter of firm development. Now, if there are young people who are psychics from childhood and they are consistently right day after day, week after week, reading after reading, and it's been going on for a couple of years, that's pretty amazing. That's a unique situation. But for the normal person, um, just to state, well, you can be a psychic, take a crash course and be a psychic. Uh, I, I predict there's going to be a lot of crashes. So, well, that was Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm... Um, Well, and I think that, like, as I was, I stated, you know, we don't use the word medium, we just, we use the word psychic. And so there's a broad, that's a broad term that, that, that is an umbrella term that holds many different, um, many, many different, many different, what am I trying to say? it covers a wide variety of applications of psychic abilities. So connecting with spirits, connecting with the dead souls. The souls aren't really dead, they're alive. But anyway, connecting with dead people who are souls now in the astral realm, getting psychic information about a person, mind reading, telepathy, using your third ear. All those are under the, the heading of psychic in our world. We don't use... Uh, separate terms for, I mean, we may say, yeah, handwriting analysis. There's handwriting. We, we, we can do handwriting analysis. We can do this. We can do that. Um, I sound like a gardener, you know, but... I, 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 I refer back to the um, to the movie Ghost, 
where Patrick Swayze is looking at Whoopi Goldberg when he first encounters her, and he goes, what a bunch of crap. What a, what a charlatan you are. And he's making jokes until he discovers how to really connect to her, and she learns the true value of being a psychic. You know, not, not that everyone who does psychic readings are charlatans or phonies, but it does, even Patrick Swayze in that goofy movie, um, but it's, you know, some value. Uh, he had to train himself to connect to the physical world from the, spirit, from the psychic realm, the astral realm. It takes, it takes time. It takes time. But anything takes time. Fruit takes time. Vegetables take Everything takes time. And I think time is of the essence in terms of perfecting one's abilities. But that isn't to dismiss the idea that you can begin to enchant someone or enlighten someone about their psychic abilities, if you will, after a course or two. That's the beginning stage um, of developing it. And then to, uh, you know, go through thousands of exercises and trials and errors and things like that. Well, that was my point. I mean, being able to intuit psychic information is going to be possibly easier than actually connecting to a spirit and, and conducting a conversation with the spirit after a couple of courses, you know. I, and I don't know what kind of techniques these places teach because I've never taken a psychic course. I'm, I've never taken a psychic course outside of our training. So how you know, it would be interesting to be a fly on the wall in these, in these groups and see how they're directed. Um, and I, I presume that a lot of what I might see being that fly on the wall, I probably would not agree with necessarily. I mean, I see things on Facebook come up. Oh, here, here's three cups. Which one has a ball under it? That doesn't teach you to be psychic. That's a guessing game. You may get it right, but it doesn't mean you're psychic. Well, that's, you know. It must have been about 20 years ago, this quote, psychic, came to me for a reading. And I said to him, you're going to be very famous. You'll be on TV. You'll be doing things with the Hollywood stars. But be careful because... You're, you're starting off too quick. But he had an agent and whatever. He came to me for uh, about two sessions. And he did make it on TV. And he became a Hollywood celebrity and did many readings. Then it was years later that I checked him out and saw comments about his inaccuracies. And there were many that... Uh, really were condemning him as not being accurate. These were pure, true uh, evaluations from people who had had readings with him, aside from the editing of television and aside from the accuracies he did to it. Because he obviously had, you you saw that he was talented and that there was some development that was beyond the norm of his third eye where he could be psychic. But the problem was probably... He wanted to get on a fast track with an agent, make money, 
get into right. the Hollywood circles. So his ego got did. in the way. He did. <laughs> so that's what happens. And um, I just waited. He, he later called me and said, I'm in trouble. Uh, I should have taken your advice way too fast too soon. And um, I've got, I'm in serious, some serious trouble now. Anyways, I won't go on with the story, but... Okay, it's um, on and on and on. Uh, it, you know, it, that, that was about two years later that he was in trouble. But he had a, he had a fast, exciting run there for a while. But again, it... What would this happened, be, I know you're not going to mention him, but would no. this be anyone I knew? I'm not going to mention him. Well, not, you're not going to tell me. Him. I can't mention him. Well, I know you can't mention him on the no, air. No. So, um... Now, it it is you know you you can you you can have that quick start, but what what tends to happen, oftentimes not all the time but oftentimes is to the best of being a human, your ego starts to get in the way, and editing starts to get in the way and suggestions are made and you lose that pure connection probably the best psychics in the world are living on mountaintops and people have to travel vast distances to speak to them um some of these celebrity uh psychic stuff i have an opportunity i i don't want to do it i don't want to do it i was moved by people but i decided it wasn't going to be the route i want to take and so I let that go, and that's fine. But I, I think that you, you've got to be very careful because being a psychic is not supposed to be tailored and, and uh, edited for television. That's not what it's about. And it's not about putting your name out there as a total celebrity. Of course, you have to promote yourself, but when you become the star piece whether it's in New York or Hollywood or wherever it may be, uh, you can run into some trouble. Right, and uh, but 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 when you were getting into the psychic world, there's a different set of ethics that come. Well, I mean, there's ethics. You have to maintain your ethics in any realm, no matter what it is. But as far as spiritual ethics, being a psychic versus being an actor, you know, you can have an ego be, be, being an actor. As is, I mean, and everybody has an ego, but being a psychic, there's special responsibility you have. If you're being allowed the privilege to connect to higher beings, then if you let your ego get in the way, then it's going to lead to a fall. It, yeah, I mean, there are, you know, actors trained you know, by uh, Lee Strasberg and actors trained royally in theater and and then there are the people they just discover or stumble into it and they do an audition and they get they land a role and they do excellent and their their acting career grows from there um, so all of it is all of it is possible yeah but i mean but, you know you talk about moving too fast you know there's i in 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 opera for example there is a, I mean, Europe and Europe and the United States are very different in terms of what sound they want to hear. But like in in certain circles, 
a huge voice is what they want. They want you to sound like a gorilla, and they don't care what it takes to make you sound like that. And you have a short career. You sing <laughs> oftentimes in places like the Met or wherever, and then your career goes bye-bye because you've worn out your instruments. So, you know, it's the same kind of theory we're talking about here. He wore out because he well, went the, too fast. Uh, people wear out because of, you know, the not building. This isn't a, the, psychic isn't a trainable occupation. You can't, it isn't really a trainable Well, see, this occupation. is interesting. This is where the debate started. <laughs> this is exactly where the debate started. Yeah. To a certain extent, you could maybe do some brief approach to training a psychic but a psychic is something that is molecularly, spiritually, psychically, solely structured within the depth of one's being. It's not, it, that's, it's not something that you're trained to be. Yeah, but you can't train everybody to be, you know, a writer that is like a great writer that's going to, you know, sell Yeah, but I'm not talking about books. that. I'm talking about a whole different category of energy. In in most professions, you don't speak about chakras as 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 learning centers, as as divine I, centers. I see the distinction so you're making, yeah. and I totally agree. I see the distinction you're making, and I totally agree. Agree, but not everybody is going to have the potential to become an opera singer. They won't. You're not going to have it. Well, no matter no matter how much they want it, they're not going to have about, the ability. Right now, it's, it's and about, Jennifer is saying well, that she disagrees. You can be trained. Well, that's fine. You can you can disagree. We're but not see, this disagree. is my point. Now, my point is this, and I was communicating with Jennifer in email. My point is this. Number one, you, you okay? She's saying you know everybody's psychic, blah blah blah. So yes, we all have intuition. Many people that have have intuition are not going to ever be interested in developing their psychic abilities at all. Take the businessman I I mentioned before. That businessman probably has no interest in developing his third eye. So there's those people that aren't going to even touch touch being psychic or explore it. They may use psychics, but they're not going to explore it. They may not use psychics. Then you have people that are interested in being psychic and they come in with a certain amount of karma that's going to block or that, you know, there's going to be a capacity for which they can learn being psychic. Well, the but problem here let, is me, let me just finish. Let me just finish. There's going to be a capacity that they have to become psychic and there's going to be uh, limitations or, you know, there's going to be things that they did in past lives or their transcendent energy that they need to fulfill that will allow them more freedom in learning or developing their psychic ability. And then you have people that come down and they're anointed. And they, like I was saying, Jesus Christ was a psychic. He didn't come from this planet. He didn't have karma on his own. He didn't come in with karma. He took on the karma of the world. And so he was a psychic from another planet. And he was a complete anomaly so you have people, souls, spirits that come into the body and their mission, they're anointed and they're on a mission to do something special with their psychic ability. They may be people that have come back to the earth 
on election, and that's why their gifts are so obvious when they come into their body because it's like, you know, they're, they're coming back on election. So they've decided to come back. They didn't have to come back to the earth, and they've been given this privilege. Those are the great psychics, and it's not common. Well, and I don't they, believe you can be trained to become a great no, psychic like that. Well, it's all true. The, the idea about being a psychic is considered to be the gifts of the spirit. It, it, you know, having a gift is different than being trained. We're not talking about lion tamers. Having a gift to be psychic is really the proper word than being trained. Now, with that in hand, you could say that someone is a student of a psychic mystic. Um, for instance, you mentioned Christ. So Christ was inspired. His disciples were students. They were students that followed him, followed his ability. But they and and they 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 have a certain ethical religious uh, code that they go through. But they were basically disciples. They were students. They weren't the Christ. The idea that we that one who is a true psychic is gifted to be a true psychic. I would say, you know, Jennifer's uh, this person's reference to uh, being trained it disturbs me. You don't train someone to be mystical, and you can argue with me till hell melts into ice. I don't believe it. I never will accept it. And I think it's the wrong word to use. Oh, my God. What? I just got an alert on my phone that hell, hell just melted into ice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, um, well, then she states, okay, go ahead with your, your point. Your phone says Mattel on it, too. Uh, <laughs> I think you bought it for me. Uh, that's how that's, 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 that's generous Yeah, is and I told you the messages in it, too. So. Yeah. But, the, but, no, it's a gift. You can have students. You can teach them, but training training reduces the the phenomena of being a psychic into being like somebody who trains dogs to heal. Right, you know, but uh, but but there's also but there's also a distinction between being a gifted musician or a gifted writer that has to educate. And I'm not saying it's the same thing as being mystical because it isn't. No way. It's that's a creative field. So it's completely separate. But being trained doesn't apply also. You can't train someone to be an opera singer if they don't have gifts, period. If they're not gifted, I mean, you know, there, there are arguments about people who should be in the industry and who shouldn't. But, but generally speaking, it takes gifts. Sometimes karma will, will allow a person... Um, the ability to be in a field where maybe they're not totally deserving of being in the field based on their gifts. Sometimes karma doesn't allow a person to be in the field with, well, it, with great gifts because their karma prevents them from being in the field. But Jennifer is saying a lot of psychics and mediums or healers have a horrible relationship with money as well. This is where I have mm-hmm. to with money. This is where I have to disagree. I mean, I agree with her because she's right that there are psychics and people that claim to be psychics, mediums, or healers 
that whole horrible relationship with money as well. But if you're a true healer and psychic and mystic, you don't have a horrible relationship with money. You have a horrible relationship with money. That you don't know how to spend. You 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 have problems with money. You have issues with money. Yeah. That's that's an imbalanced chakra. And we're talking about if you're a truly gifted psychic, that is that is. I, I hate to use the word actualization because that's not the right word either. But if you are a truly gifted psychic who is a balanced individual, you don't have problems with money. You're guiding people on how to take care of their problems with money. You're, you're counseling people, not only in areas of money, but relationship, spirituality, their career, giving psychic information that is not, not accessible to anybody that's an average person or even someone learning to be psychic or draining or whatever well, it is. Again, this is reducing a psychic human being into a commodity. Um, it, it, a true psychic isn't, isn't that they have a bad relationship with money. Money isn't an issue. It's not an issue. Uh, you know, Christ never talked about money issues, except maybe in criticism. And to, to me, uh, there's a lot of psychics who are millionaires, and they profit, and they merchandise themselves. So to say, you know, the seesaw interpretation of whether when I was a kid, all the psychics I went to were obese. Were all psychics fat? Yeah, I mean, well, that's true. You know, I mean, um, but that's mean, you know. So those... They had terrible health problems. They, a lot of the psychics that I went to started to complain to me and wanted a reading. And I, so to define a psychic is getting off yeah. the topic. A psychic is connection, is a connection to thy eye, the third eye. And the connection to that eye is in relation to the cosmos. And that's the circumference of being a psychic. Right. It's so not they, about money. Money problems, about right. It's being fat. Being it's, trained. It's, it, it's about exactly. one total connection to something that is mystically inspired. Exactly. So that, where right. information is handed so, down to the individual. So those, those things aren't even, they're not even, they're not even mentioned. Money problems. When we're talking about someone who is fully actualized, wrong word, but this is what I'm using. We got to take a call. Um, take the call. Fully actualized, they're not going to be talking about money problems, weight problems, relationship problems, you know, problems with your home, you know, what, whatever the common average person has as problems. I mean, there may be problems because, I mean, it's not to say a psychic doesn't have have issues throughout life because once you hit the earth, you're going to deal with karma no matter who you are. You deal, Jesus dealt with karma, even though he didn't personally carry it in what would be considered a soul. I mean, he was a spirit anyway, he was a soul. But typically, you're not going to hear about someone being you know, that advanced and having a bunch of problems. Yeah. It's just not, they don't commingle. The ideas of being a true mystic and someone beset with problems don't jive. Someone can be a psychic and not self-actualized. Well, I, well, no, I don't. You can be. 
Yeah, we do have a caller, but no, it's Sherelle. Well, she won't lose her. Hold on there, Sherelle. My psychic friend has a credit credit score of 350. Well, your psychic friend isn't 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 a. Your psychic friend is working on being psychic, but she's also working on, or he is working on other things in his what lifetime. What was she made? What? Um, someone can be a psychic and not self-actualize? What? Being psychic and self-actualization is like saying one can fly a plane but can't drive a car. They're not related. Being self-actualized is a, is a, is a humanistic concept. It's a human self-actualization, you know, Maslow and Erickson and Freud. And self-actualization comes from the humanities of the psychology of being a human being. It has nothing to do, or maybe you can get into you or something and get into cosmic consciousness and elevate the idea of self-actualization. But that's actually a term that was coined by a psychologist. It has nothing to do with being a psychic. You know, I was once driving down the street and on a church, um, on a church showcase thing, it said, come to church and learn the roadmap to God. And I went, what? So I actually stopped the car <laughs> and, and this guy was weird because the church was still open, not on, the, it wasn't Sunday. And I walked in, I said, where's the pastor of this church? And he said, I happen to be the pastor. Why? I go, well, what do you mean? Can I ask you a question? The road map to God? And he laughed. He goes, oh, yeah, come to my sermons. And I go, I'm not going to, I'm not from this town. I'm not going to be here, but I'm intrigued by your concept. What is the road map to God? And he said, well, simply put. Simply put. <laughs> he said, simply put, you, you, you have to surrender yourself to Jesus Christ and accept him as your personal savior. And I said, oh, so that's the simple roadmap. He goes, well, basically, yes, that's the basic premise of the roadmap to God is to let go of your life, admit you're a sinner, hand your life over to Christ, and follow him and his teachings. That's the roadmap. And I said, oh, okay, I understand your roadmap. I, I understand that. I just needed to try to figure out what you meant by that metaphor. And he said, well, um, and he said, well, you know, obviously you don't know the Bible. Do you want to accept Christ? And I said, looked at him, I said, you know, I do know the Bible. He goes, oh, do you? I go, yes. And there are many rooms in Christ's Father's mansion. And the last shall be first, and the first shall be last. And those are some of the roadmaps that I follow, regardless of what my beliefs are. And he just looked at me kind of dumbfounded. And he goes, well, that, that, that's true. That is in there. And I said, so is accepting Christ the only path, or was he suggesting something? Well, he, he did say you can only get there by me. And he hey, said, well, then, you know what? There's something ambiguous about the comments. He goes, no, you're taking things out of context. And we got into a deep discussion, which I later made expressed in a different form. But we must have talked about an hour. And when I left, he said, you know what? I don't agree with you, but I was enlightened. And I'm going to incorporate this 
into my sermon. So I didn't, you know, it was an it was an entertaining hour, but and we 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 kind of broadened the concept of of the roadmap to God. But nonetheless, no, um, you. Yeah, I mean, me. Maybe you broadened it. He maybe didn't accept that broadening. Well, well, he he did say it was enlightenment. He said it was enlightenment, and um, I mean, I'm not going to go into details about. Well, a lot of people are going to be a lot of people are going to be left out of a lot of people are going to be left out of the kingdom in heaven if Christ is the only way to get well, to there is a, the kingdom you know, in heaven. That's assuming some people don't believe in a kingdom. Right, they heaven. may not, but I'm talking about people that are practicing, like, you know, Muslims or Jews, because they don't believe in Christ. So, I mean, that that excludes a large Hindi, uh, a large Sufi, I mean, I can name yeah. a lot of different religions. If the only way to get to God's kingdom is through Christ, then a lot of people aren't going to heaven, if that's true. Um, so she's saying, Jennifer, look at Sylvia Brown or Doreen Virtue, very gifted but terrible with relationships. But I wouldn't call Dor Sylvia Brown, I think, was, you know, there are levels also. There are levels of being psychic. And Sylvia Brown had fame. She was on talk shows. She did solve some crimes. She also had some major fails in, in solving crimes, directed people incorrectly. And, you know, I don't know much about, about Doreen Virtue as far as her relationship problems. Sylvia Brown, I think, smoked. She was fat. She was a 30 equals 3, which is, um, you know, it's got its problems as far as its uh, it's it's composition. I don't know what her birth date is. Um, we've got about eight minutes. In our, uh, our well, you know, I mean, Richard but, Burton was a great actor, but he was horrible in relationships and alcoholism. I mean, you know, we, we, we're not basically psychics are human beings, aside from their gifts. Most of the time. And for the yeah. most part, what we're talking about is, you know, whether one is a psychic because they're gifted to be one as opposed to saying you can train someone to be gifted. Well, no, but there's the, not only gifted, but there's people can be gifted psychics, but there's also the, the, the factor of being anointed, you know, like a prophet, not just, not just, well, you know, I'm a gifted psychic. Interesting about um, psychic chicken what? Psychic chicken? I don't know what she's talking about. Okay, Ooh. Jennifer. So her birth date was October. Yeah, the chicken, chicken Little said that it was going to rain or something. No, don't. You're dropping things on the floor. October 19th, 1936. Let's see if I remembered her master, karmic number correctly. So she's got that dreaded 2-9 in her October and a 0. So there's already, I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I haven't looked at different psychics' birth dates. I mean, who would be considered to be great mystics in the past? Like, um, why? What's my? Why is my brain Rasputin, failing me? Omar, uh, what's Dixon. the other one? That's Jean Dixon wasn't a psychic. She's an astrologist. Um, who? Who am I thinking of? <laughs> John Edward. No, 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 older. Uh, 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 the he's a famous psychic, famous psychic. 
I would, I would have to start looking at birth dates, but I mean, her birth date is composed of a kind of a difficult karma, 11, 19, 1936. So she's got 9, 10, 11, 21. Yeah, she's a 30 equals three. And three, as we know, is the third chakra, which is the center of appetite. Well, <laughs> she had dietary problems. She smoked. So, I mean, you know, those are all... You know, yep. if you have problems in the third you chakra, third eye in the, in the there is a third eye in the stomach. There is. But I'm talking about what problems someone that is a three might have. They might might have problems with overeating. If you have a three in your birth date, especially if it's like in the day, there may be problems with alcoholism. There may be problems with drugs. There may be problems with overindulging in certain areas. Well, you know, they used to, when I was a kid, and it was disgusting, but when I was a kid, they used to call uh, homosexuals $3 bills. Why? You know, because they were odd. They were oddball. They were odd. There was something wrong with them. And so when I was a kid, if, if somebody That's mentioned a psychic. $3 bill. Go ahead. Um, talk. i got to uh, figure this out. You know, three seems to be an odd number as much as it's a sacred number. A triangular number. Edward Casey. Number. Edward Casey. Oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Um, yeah, he he could uh, he could even decipher health problems. He had a gift of, and, and, of figuring out people's problems in their body as well. So so interestingly, he was born March eighteenth, nineteen. Yeah. I'm sorry, nineteen seventy seven. Eighteen seventy seven. So I mean, eighteen is one of the most powerful numbers in the universe. So, and he was born on the 18th. 3, 4, 12, 13. It's harder to add up when you're adding the 18th of the century. 13, 21, plus 14. I he had a high karmic number. Wait, 21? No, he didn't. 35, 8. <sighs> so. 35, 8. Well, you know, um, his... his uh, his three is repeated in his comic number. A is power. And he uh, was very deeply involved in the Bible, but seeing visions as a child. Yeah. Um, you know, I would I would dig, dig, distinguish an Edward Casey. You know, as a higher vibration than a Sylvia Brown. You know, Sylvia Brown had a lot of fame, so there's a there's an earth element to her. Well, so, some of Sylvia Brown's books were actually very intelligent and accurate. She had some of her books are, are pretty amazing. And she might have had a co-writer, but she wrote several books and uh, about the hereafter and in the astral realm. And um, if you just look at her books. Uh, it's different than herself as a reader. Uh, so that obviously, obviously, there's there's dimensions in, in everything we're talking about, and there's little bits of truth in everything. And then it kind of gets down to a formulated opinion without it being. I mean, I even subscribe to the scientific inquiry of the skeptical. You mean being, subscribe? Uh, subscribe. Um, <laughs> right. What did I say? <laughs> right. Oh yeah, I, I write in it too. Um, 
and uh, they debunk they're like the amazing the amazing Randy who professes to be a psychic he's dead is now isn't he to, uh, he's deceased now but he would disprove psychics left and right and uh, <sighs> and I'll, I'll listen to people who diffuse psychics and refute 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 we um, were running out of time. Yeah, refute okay. is the word. Uh, Jennifer says that he had difficulties financially. Uh, maybe so. Anyway, okay. But his body of work, I mean, there's more content, I would think. And isn't there like Eddie, Edward Casey Foundation and all this? Yeah. I mean, so the, I mean, he's left kind of a legacy behind. I don't know what legacy behind except for her books but anyway um we are back on the air next this week on friday same time and we hope to hear from somebody then bye-bye